Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. And welcome to episode number 102 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. I'd like to start by welcoming the new Patreon supporters and saying thank you to the existing. And if you'd like to support the Ministry of Arts podcast, you can do via Patreon from as little as £3 a month. And you can do that via www.patreon.com forward slash Ministry of Arts or you can follow the link in the Ministry of Arts Instagram bio. But anyway, back to this week's episode. Today I'll be taking you down to the south coast of England to meet ex-art scallywag, Mr David Henty. Today, David is known for being one of the world's leading art copyists, and it's said that David has painted more Lowry's than Lowry himself. Now, David's route into the art world was pretty similar to mine. We went to the same college, Her Majesty's Prison. Went to prison for forging passports. And then he discovered art. Although from all those years ago when he was in prison for forgery until today when he's one of the world's leading fine art copyists, there was a couple of years when he, um, when he sort of merged the two skills, as it were. And some of the artworks that he was copying just, uh, (laughs) just happened to go through some of the world's leading auction houses as genuine articles. Now this episode was recorded over Zoom, and on the wall behind David as we spoke was Da Vinci's Vinci's recently discovered portrait of Christ, which was a little bit surreal. Even more surreal was was when I discovered that that it was sitting above two Picassos, a Damien Hirst spin painting, a Caravaggio, two Modigliani's and seven L.S. Lowry's. So as you can imagine, this is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've done for a long time. I've already told you a lot of David's story, but no one tells it like the man himself. So please, come with me and meet David Henty. Did you know, when I was in there, I was doing the five years for the um, forgery, and uh, I just thought I'd go to the art classes. I could always do it, because um, there's a load of us, you know, my brothers, my sister. My sister's yeah. a best-selling author. 
and we all got that artistic touch. But um, when I went to the art class, I thought, fucking hell, I just, I just love it. And do you know, I've never stopped since, you know, yeah. that was 30 years ago now. What was that? F fraud, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That was passports, wasn't it? I saw Yeah, yeah uh, forgery. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually charged as forgery, you know. But uh, it was just because I knew how to do um, the watermarks. Um, all the, what was all your the... painting them on? No, no, I just used um, like an oil, like we printed it with like an oil. And then what it does, it when it dries, you hold it up and you can see through it. It's yeah, like clutch printed. fluid. I know people were using that a few years yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah, we used just an oil, just, um, I forget what oil it was now. Mazola. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the funny, yeah, no, it goes yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did the watermarks for money. Yeah. Um, we were doing money at the same time. And it was so simple, you can't believe it. You know, yeah. you know the, um, the white, uh, you know, like Tipex we put over the uh, thing. But what we done, we had a printer, so we printed up um, the Tipex uh, in the, the thing like that, you had the heads, the Queen's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you wash the paper with like a white, um, just a white paint, you know, like a, a see-through, um, opaque white paint. Yeah. So when you hold it up, um, the, the black, the Tipex turns it black. So you've got the warm Amazing. Like, <laughs> I think it's so easy. And it's funny how someone's come across that as well, when it had a fan that out, you know? Yeah, well, do you know what? A little while ago, I was in... Um, I was in Peter James's, you know, the author. Yeah, yeah. I was in his uh, one of his books. And anyway, it's about, it's written with the um, guy who nicked me, the um, Graham Bartlett, the, the old Bill. But anyway, they said, no, but you were in the chapter there and it's about the passports and Brighton, you know. They said, do you want to come to the opening? Anyway, it's down the, um, up the old police station in Brighton. Anyway, <laughs> so I went down there and uh, mm -hmm. that Peter James got up and he said, oh, there's um, 80 off-duty policeman here or something was when you know <laughs> retired police and all these and he said one rather famous criminal you know <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway so what happened was afterwards um the guy came up and he's um he's in the department of forgery not forgery but um he does passports that's his job you know yeah, looking yeah. at passports and when he came over and he buttonholed me and he said that he said we've got your passports in the museum he said we're looking at you know he said excellent uh, how did you do this? And he said, and how would you do this to the new passport? Nice. You, you know, I said, well, I can tell you, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it costs you a few quid. Because anything one man can do, you can do, can't yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you can undo it or do it another way. Yeah. Uh, all, all what you just mentioned, I mean, I'd, I had already pressed record. Yeah. But all what you had mentioned, you've been nicked for that, haven't you? Yeah, it's all done. Yeah, so far. So, so I haven't done anything. Um, the thing was, when I... Um, when I was doing eBay and doing the forgery and stuff, um, I actually, because um, I've got a friend who's a solicitor, he's a lifelong friend. So I said to him, how would I do this? How would I advertise these? You know, stay the right side of the law. Yeah. Well, he worked out how to do it. And he said, look, if you put, always put, like the auctions do, um, you know, I can put um, L.S. Lowry painting an old board dated 1957, but, under the thing I'll put, um, because I have no paperwork or provenance with this painting, I'm selling it in the style or after. Yeah. The yeah. Artist. As long as you put that covenant in. So anyway, so I to you know, put the headlines, you know, L.S. Lowry, uh, Lenkowitz, you know, all these different artists that was doing, but then putting the, you know, in the caveat and the, in the write-up, you know. Just like, like someone else's grade then, aren't you? Well, yeah. And the thing is, I was getting good money. What, what was happening was people were buying certain artists off me and I get all the auction catalogues and um, Christie's Sotheby's Bonham so I get all the yeah. British modern art so I kept seeing my work in the um, in the auctions <laughs> which was quite funny so people are walking along you know and going putting it in but, but it wasn't me I was happy getting uh, you know whatever I've got you know grand 1500 yeah. quid some, sometimes less sometimes more you know I was happy getting that um, because Basically, it was taking me an afternoon. I mean, you must know if you do. Art. Yeah. Oh, you keep hitting a mic there somewhere. You kept, you kept, as you're gesturing with your arm, you kept yeah. hitting something. Oh, did I? Sorry. Uh, oh, no, that's all right. It was just... I keep my hands. I'll sit on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say, um, we've been recording for a, f a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to David Henty, 
who has got a, a sort of double art life, as it were, a previous art life and a, a new art life. I mean, David, if you could just, I, I know it, they would have picked up on what you were just saying, but yeah. um, if you just give a, a little explanation of your previous art life. My, my previous art life, well, I, I've always, um, I've always liked art forgery, funny enough, and I've always been drawn to the dark side of art. Yeah. You know, that's always fascinated me. Um, you know, so when I was a kid, I was always, could always draw and I was doing, I was copying people's drawings, you know, Hogarths and all different uh, people. And I just found it quite easily, it came to me easily, yeah. but never realised I could make any money from it. Um, but when I did start, when I realised I could make money from it, um, yeah, it was like, you know, oh, this is good. <laughs> and I well, just People have been copying artworks for years, haven't they? For centuries. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not illegal. I mean, you can copy what you like. Yeah. But you cross the line when you put, um, this is by, or you put a bit of paperwork. Yeah. I mean, I've got, you can't see it actually, but I'll show you later. I've got an old typewriter there that I used to write the, um, uh, you know, put an old bit of paper on, you know, present, uh, in the collection of so-and-so, you know, anything to give it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying I mean, the arrows. Yeah, you were saying that you were selling them as unknown. As after, or yeah. in the style of, yeah. Was there a point where you crossed the line and didn't do that? No, no. Because um, I always did it because it was just in my um, my write-up. So, you know, um, but the thing is when it came on, um, I got exposed by the uh, Telegraph, the yeah. Sunday Telegraph, um, they came in and they said, we're going to do a story on you anyway, so you may as well talk to us. So I you know, brought him in, we had a good chat. He was, he's actually a friend now. He's got one of my Picassos hanging in his front. Oh, room. nice, nice. Um, but anyway, we, uh, we, you know, I knew, I hadn't done, I knew um, from the law that I, which side I was on, and I knew they couldn't do anything. And although eBay took me off and there was a big um, articles about it in all the papers and was on the news and that lot, the police actually said, um, there's nothing we can do. He hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. You know? So, you know, and then all I did was I got some more sites because I had five sites going. I had a thousand feedbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm quite prolific. <laughs> but um, so anyway, what, so what I did was um, I got, got I changed my IP number on the computer, um, da uh, downloaded all the cookies, you know, got rid of all those. Yeah, yeah. And then just started up new, new um, things and I was at it for another year or two. And, uh, they came on me again, the Telegraph, and uh, it was quite funny. He phoned me up and he said, Dave, he said, I know this is yours. It was a Winston, <laughs> it was a Winston Churchill. <laughs> he said, I know it's yours. He said, we're going to do another article. I said, all right. And then the article come out a couple of days later. <laughs> nice. But that uh, no, was quite funny. You know, it's a good period. You know? So you, you didn't get arrested. You didn't go away or get arrested for any of them so-called forgeries so they wasn't for, they were just copies they weren't copies some of them were copies and some of them were uh in the style of yeah so you see like now i mean i sell loads of lowry's in the galleries but i can just do a lowry out my head yeah um, i don't have to copy it um wow because you I are can... been, you have been credited as painting more ls lowry's than ls lowry <laughs> yeah that was quite funny isn't it? <laughs> where did you get that from um, I was on a uh, series, uh, Sky Arts. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Fake, not Fake or Fortune, but Fake. The Masterpiece Challenge. That's it, yeah, yeah. The or Master the Great Piece Masterpiece, just something yeah, like that. Yeah. And um, anyway, that, uh, what's his name? Um, Giles Corran. He said that, he said that he's painted, because my painting was in the final with John Myatt. Yeah, and uh, and he said, uh, he said this fellow's painted more Lowry's than Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool moniker to have, isn't it? Yeah, so what I did was, um, it was my birthday coming up. So my brothers, they clubbed together and they got me, you know, those um, plaques you get, the, uh, yeah, 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 the heritage plaques. They got me yeah. one of those. So nice. it's, on the front, it's on the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, I mean, you're an artist, you know, so you yeah. know, publicity is good. You know, you yeah. need to think. So it, it said the world's number one on the thing. It said the world's number one art forger. Yeah. So I like that. To where's that effect? So anyway, I, I did a few interviews after that, and I had to do one up in Mayfair for a magazine. Anyway, the the French it was your French she was, and she was um, filming it, and she started. And she said, um, "David, I've done my research, 
and you are the world's number one athlete. <laughs> <laughs> because I put it on that. Yeah, yeah. So I said to her, you know, I said, well, yes, I am actually. I said, but I get up really early in the morning. I said, I put, you know, I paint about eight <laughs> yeah. to ten hours a day. I said, yeah, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. <laughs> but then since then, um, I've done loads of interviews and it always starts off with, um, oh, you're the best in the world. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it started off as a joke, you know. But uh, it just goes to show, really, doesn't it? <laughs> but, you know, I've got a friend, um, he's a forger as well, because uh, my mate Billy the Brush, we call him. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he wrote a little book. And uh, and it, when he was there, he found me out and he said, oh, I'm, I'm putting on the world's best. I said, well, you can't put that because I'm the world's best. <laughs> there can't yeah. be two of us. Yeah, so, he's put, so now he's the world's most prolific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that title. And I've got the world's best title. Unless he forged your title as well. <laughs> no, no, he's my mate. And we, because uh, his, his name's Billy the Brush. And we did an exhibition together a few years ago. And then we, we'd, done, um, we'd done a poster for him, like a, an old wanted poster. Yeah. And he dressed him up as Billy the Kid. He <laughs> <laughs> bullet holes in the poster and wanted yeah. for crimes against art. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So it's, you know, it's all fun, isn't it? You know. On this podcast, I ask each artist seven different questions. Yeah. The first one is, which we've pretty much brushed over, but how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Um, ooh, how would I explain it? Well, I think, do you know what? I just got a commission today, a, a quite a big one. Um, and it, do you know what the guy said? He wants, he wants two paintings from me, but he wants... Um, in the middle, he wants um, some of my press cuttings put into a frame. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, because he's not buying... He's buying the art, but he's, he's buying in the story. Yeah, yeah, of course. So so I think, you know, when you look, you know, it's a, it's a funny story. It's quite, you know, good. There's, things, there's elements in it, you know, that make yeah. it laugh. So I think, you know, you have to take that, you know, that's part of my whole thing. You know, I just like painting because I like painting. So what, what you do now, you do genuine copies that yeah. I presume have got the artist's name on the front, but yours on the back. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. But I do, um, I mean, I can show you around in a minute some of the paintings and stuff. You know, I do everyone from a basket there. Um, I saw that. That's a 110 million one. To um, the, the, I don't know if you can see it there, the, the 450 million, um, let me put my tea down. Um, Leonardo. Yeah, I can see it as you sat there. That's pretty cool, isn't it, to have that in your front room? Yeah. And then you know the you know the um, Picasso, that that one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the one that it was going up for auction. I think it was fifty million dollars or something. And what happened was um, just before it came to auction, one of the workmen slipped and put a ladder through it. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I think, didn't know that. Yeah, it belongs to Steve Wynn, I think, or I think it's Steve Wynn. One of the uh, Las Vegas guys, you know, yeah. the casino guys. So anyway, what happened was they, he sued them because it obviously didn't go in the cell and he got 20 million and it's got a little hole in it. So anyways, uh, and they patched the hole up, you know, they fixed it and stuff. But anyway, he got 20 million plus his painting back. So I was going to do that and I was going to put it <laughs> and then with, a, with a flap, you know, a little flap and underneath it's got David Henty. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I haven't done it yet because we can't get um I, I'm having difficulty getting them framed and stuff at the moment because everything's yeah. closed down, you yeah. know. So, um so I've just sort of put it up there and it's just as you see, it's just stacked up. There's Mo Digliani's underneath it. Um, you know, there's there's everything, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. What'd you put on the back of them? Did you put um like thumbprint microchip or just signature or um, what? No, I just put my name. Yeah, you know, just put David Henty, you know, and uh yeah, you know, just I'll just do it because I like it. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's honest now, isn't it? Yeah. When, when was your first interest in art? Um, do you know what? When we were kids, I come from a big family. There's um, five of us brothers and a sister. Uh, sister my sister's the youngest. Um, my brother Steve, me, um, my brother Paul, we could all just draw yeah. as kids. You know, funny enough, my my grandkids now they've inherited it. They've got this. They can just draw. You know. Funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was just, but my dad was, a, he was a forger as well, my dad, he was a jeweller, and uh, what he used to do was, um, he used to make silver candlesticks, Georgian silver candlesticks, yeah. and my brothers used to sell them at Hardin, like, um, and uh, Bermondsey and that lot, you know, 
every time they turn up with another pair of Georgian candlesticks, you know. But um, anyway, he, um, I used to do a few paintings for him when I was young, you know, I was only young, just sort of like, see if he's got a painting, an old pot boiler, really. Yeah. I'd put a figure in it or uh, I'd sign it with a different name, like take a signature out and put another signature on, you know, just little things like that. And um, But he never used to pay me. So, so I never really equated it with money, you yeah. know. Um, so I didn't think it was ever a living, you know. Yeah. So, which is That's how my art practice is at the moment. I can't really <laughs> equate it to money. <laughs> I tell you what, do you know what? There's an old saying, well, not an old saying because I made it up. <laughs> but uh, since I've got that exposure uh, with the Sunday Telegraph, which is four or five years ago now, I, I say now that, um, you know, if they don't know you, they don't buy you. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like yourself, you know, my sister's a, the thing as well, you know. Um, <clears throat> she's the number one author. She's not, um, what's his name? Stephen King off the top of the thing the other day. Oh, wow. She took over the number one spot. Yeah, she's, you know, she earns fortunes from her books. She's got her own publishing company as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she's really clever, you know. Oh, that's handy to know, isn't it? If ever, yeah. uh, if ever yeah. I write the book, everyone keeps telling me to write. Yeah, well, she's got, yeah, well, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Because I'll tell you what, you know, because she's been away and I've been away. When I was in there, in that art class and stuff in prison, do you know, there was so much talent there. It it's amazing, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was people there that just, you know, really, really talented. There was a black guy there that was my mate. And, do you know, he was, um, because I didn't know about Basquiat then, um, the American graffiti artist. Yeah. But he was like a, a South London Basquiat. They were fucking brilliant, his paintings. Really, sorry for swearing. But, he, you know, brilliant. There was another fella, um, he was my mate as well, um, another black fella, and he got shot um, and killed, unfortunately. But he um, he was in the pottery class, and we were doing um, Bernard Leach pottery. I was painting it. He was doing the uh, the things. Um, I said to him, can you do Martin Ware birds? You know, the um, little wally birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he could just do them. You know, you show him a picture, and he could carve it um, out of, uh, you know, the uh, thing. And we, I was painting them. We were doing all sorts, you know. He was just, just a natural talent that yeah. was... He was uh, from South London again. What jail um, was you in? I was in Knife Point or High Point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Brownview, uh, Downview. Yeah, I was in I was in Downview myself at what, 90, 98. 98. Yeah, when was I there? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, uh, ninety. I was there. But um, yeah, no, you know there was some, and I was in Lewis as well, obviously. As my local, my local prison. <laughs> it's the one you fr fr frequent yeah. quite often. Well, it's where I go, all right, Dave, when you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, and I was in, um, I was in Madrid, maximum security as well for a year, um, being extradited back. Yeah. Because um, I, I went off for a while from my travels, you know. Yeah, of course. But, but, uh, do you know the amount of talent these people walking about? You know, sometimes I think it needs to be tapped, you know. Yeah. You know, you got you got people in there that were entrepreneurs. They were just given the wrong directions. You know, um, you know, I didn't know how to channel these stuff. You know, yeah. you know, when I was in there, I, I was painting and I was doing these paintings, and uh, you know, they weren't bad. You know, for, I've got my first painting. Because what I was doing, I was forging in there. I, didn't, I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brothers they were doing the antiques and stuff. Yeah. Well, I worked out. We could get paper in there, you know, um, thing, and you can age paper up quite easily. Yeah. So I was doing these watercolors, Helen Allen and um, quite a few others, giving them out to my um, brothers at the, on the visits, and they were selling them at the car boot sales. At the <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Um, I found an old bit of um, it wasn't wood, but it was like a panel, you know. Yeah. And I painted um, a water sicker on there, and um, and I aged it up and stuff. Anyway, I sold it for a thousand pound. Yeah, which is brilliant. You know, it was I was forging in there, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which piece that you've created has got yeah. like the strongest emotional connection, um, or are you most uh, proud of? Do you know? It's hard. I like this one. I'll show you. It's um, well, like Caravaggio is my favourite. You, yeah. I don't know if you know Caravaggio. Of course, yeah. Um, he's got a good old backstory, hasn't he? He's got a fantastic backstory. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's my um, favourite. Yeah, you'd like um, to have known him, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's a bit wild, wasn't he? He's a bit of a rebel, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if you can see it there. He's my favourite. Oh, it's beautiful. And there's a... Uh, I don't know if you can see that. It, there. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. There's another Caravaggio there. It's, that's not finished. And there's one there. Oh, another one. Which is, again, unfinished. I've just sort of... Um, I don't know if you can see it there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's one out in the hallway as well. <laughs> I love doing caravans. Oh, I like that up on up on the wall there, the round one. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. That's a Damien. Yeah. There's another one there. Nice. But, uh, well, you know the know the Damien's. Uh, while they were going through, because uh, he's got my initials, DH. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so is David Hockney. <laughs> so, anyway, so I'll just all I'll do is just sign the band. We've got similar writing, would you believe? Because I I did a line of these. Um, they're downstairs. I've got a couple. Um, I did bigger ones and stuff. I think where's the um, oh you seen that one? Gorgeous. But yeah. I mean, you've got no control over what happens to your work once no, no. you've sold it, have you? No, no, no. Listen, when I was doing the the forgeries, that's the the thing. I'll tell you a story about Billy, Billy the Brush. He, he had a runner where well, he does, he paints paintings, you know, he does abstracts and a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And he's got a runner, someone that does the, um, the markets and places like that with all different stock. And this runner used to go to his, um, his lockup and, you know, say, well, you've got Billy and Billy said, oh, I've got a few paintings. I've got a Chagall there. I've got a so-and-so there. I've got a Sousa. Oh, I'll have those for how much, you know, well, that's 400 quid, that's 300 quid. You know, and he used to, Say I'd take a thousand pounds, they'd take a few, put them in his um, stock. Yeah. Anyway, um, they phoned Billy up a little while ago. They said, um, this Mark phone, they're all excited. They said, oh, I just sold your painting, the one I bought off you, I think 300 quid. So I sold it at five. He said, my mate took it into a bleep, bleep. but he got seven grand for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, but Billy's, Billy's in his thing because he sold them as, as after. You yeah, know, he's, yeah. he hasn't committed and he hasn't got any of the money. You know, that's what he phoned me up. He said, you know, it's fucking lovely. Tell him they got seven grand. And did <laughs> so they, was they aware of it in the end? Did it come out? Nah, you know what? Once they're in, once they're in the auctions, uh, they're in, you know, yeah. very unlikely. Unless you're doing major, you know, Picassos or um, Van Goghs. And, you know, th these lower artists, once they're in, that's it, they go. They've got a life of their own. Well, I know. suppose once they've gone through somewhere like then that's yeah. a little bit of provenance it's already yeah. got, isn't it? So it's just yeah. bolstering that it's a, a yeah. kosher painting, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. I knew someone that had an auctioneer and I was selling him paintings. I won't say the artist because they're, uh, yeah, it's not very nice. But um, anyway, I was selling it and he was buying them off me and he was taking them down there, racking them through his mate's auction. And they were going for, then they had, they had a life of their own. They, had, you know, and they were making 10, 12 grand. They were ending up in all different places. Yeah. As real, but they'd gone through that first auction. Then once they'd gone through, they got their little ticket there, you know, uh, such and such. They're, you know, they're, they're fine, you know. Um, well, if you got an auction house catalogue through, and yeah. you, would you be able to recognise one of yours? Yeah, I do. I get, I've, got, I've got a basement downstairs full up with catalogues. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I can recognise a lot of mine, but when you have done so many... You oh, do, yeah, you, you forget. I, I don't know whether yeah. you had whether you recognize a style of yours that appears in these paintings or not. No, nah. do, do you know what? There's a good point there. There's there's a forger, he was he wasn't very good because to be a forger, you've got to be a, you've got to do your homework and you've got to know about artists and you've got to really you indulge yourself in it. You know, yeah. that's all you do is you just think and breathe art. I wasn't in it all for the money, it was for me, it was I love doing it. Yeah, you know, I just love painting. I get up in the morning, I like painting. Anyway, this guy, he was trying to be a forger, but you could say, see the same hand, no matter what painting yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. you see the same hand, you know, and that's, that's the kiss of death, you know. When I do an artist, I like to, I'm, I've just done, um, there's a little Soutine, Heim Soutine um, painting. He's one of my favourites. He's Modigliani's mate. Got you. There's, there's a little painting coming up in um, Monaco on January the 20th, and it's um, of Coco Chanel. Well, I've got it downstairs. Because, <laughs> but the thing is, when you do when you do these eyes, you've got to like them for one thing. You've got to yeah, be really, you know, have a sort of um, affinity with them. Yeah. 
And, and secondly, you know, you know, I, I like to do series of paintings. So if I'm doing uh, Soutine or if I'm doing Lowry, I do five or 10 in a series. Basically, because I get into that. Yeah, because you're in that world, mindset. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what happens is, you know, it's difficult to swap from one artist to another. The last thing you want in a, in a, in a copy or a fake or, a, you know, a forgery, whatever you want to call it, you don't want a dead painting. Yeah. You want to get a life in it. So, so you do want to, when you get in a soutine or something, you do want to throw the paint on. You know, you do want to be a, you know, th th you want that spark in it. You know, and that's, that's the difference between doing it for money or just doing it because you love it, you know. Well, when was it you turned it around and started doing David Henty copies? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I was doing the eBay and I, I, I was getting um, 10 grand a month, um, you know, profit every, every month. And I, for about four years, I thought, hey, this is brilliant. And I paid my tax. Because <laughs> 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 I had the tax man. I, I had a lot of trouble with the tax man. Because I, I thought it was just a hobby, you know. <laughs> anyway, he came on me one day and said, right, you've heard, you know, we've got all the stuff here. You owe, you know. And I've got a really good account and see where we got it all down and stuff. But um, great, you know, just sort of painting, a little painting up in the afternoon. But then what happened was um, I got taken off and then I got my sights back again. I've got another computer and stuff. And then they come on me about a year or two later and I lost everything again, all the sites. Yeah. And, uh, and they got a lifetime ban from eBay and what lot. And, uh, so I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do? You know, and then um, I got a letter through the post from a guy in Ireland can you paint these paintings? And so it was difficult painting. So I said, yeah, I could do it, but it's 10,000 pounds. Yeah, I didn't think much of it, you know. And he said, right, and put a deposit. So I painted the paintings. And then he gave me a 400 quid tip because he was so pleased, this fella. So I was you know, thinking, oh, you know, and then, so I thought I'll have a little exhibition on my own and just see, you know, because it was all in the papers, it was on, um, it was on the news. It was all, you know, it was, at the time there was a lot of um, stuff. <clears throat> so I thought, I'll, you know, I'll ride the wave and I'll put, have a little exhibition. So I had one and it was, um, I sold, I think, I can't remember how many, but I sold a lot of paintings before the auction, before the um, exhibition opened. Nice. Because I was in the, tele I phoned my mate up in the Telegraph and he, he was saying, he put it in there, you know, and it said in the Telegraph on the, on the comments page, he said the Sunday Telegraph would like to pat itself on the back for putting David Henson <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I sold quite a few paintings and um, I thought, oh, this is good, you know. And then after that exhibition, I didn't really know what to do because where'd you go from there? Yeah. Like, you must know, you know, you've got to keep out there, isn't you, somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it all dies down and then you think, oh, the phone's not ringing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not selling. What am I do, you know? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I thought, well, I'd do another one, another exhibition. So I got together me, uh, Billy and I, Billy the Brush and I, and we'd done um, an exhibition called A Question of Attribution. <laughs> and it was like, I did um, all the old masters and he did um, Jackson Pollock and all those type ones. Yeah, yeah, nice. <clears throat> anyway, we had the TV, we had three three TV stations there at the time when we were on the opening night. And it was like, this is good, you know, <laughs> we're selling loads of stuff. And then, um, but you still think, where'd you go? You know, we, yeah. we got the website and whatnot, but where'd you go, you know? But then what happened was um, uh, Andrew from Cloud Gallery, he came along to the exhibition and he said, would you like to be, can we represent you in the galleries, you know? Um, and we had, he had four galleries at the time. So I said, all right, then, you know, 
So I've got, I've got a window in, you know, in these different galleries and he gave me my own wall with my name on it and all this stuff, really pushed it. From there, I went in different, loads of different galleries as well. So I'm in quite a few now. And I'm just about, touch wood, just before the lockdown, I was being signed up by a big group. They've got um, 40 or 50 high street galleries. Nice. But it hasn't happened yet. But um, we've had a few meetings. But obviously all the shops are closed at the moment. Yeah. So hopefully when, it, when they open back up, um, I'm signing up with them, you know, and um, basically I'll be in 40 or 50 different gal- high street galleries around the, around the country. And so, what is that, Dave? Is that copies again? Yeah, just, I mean, my, my bestseller, I mean, I love Caravaggio's, but they don't sell. Yeah. And they're six foot, you know, people haven't got that sort of house where you can put them in. Yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, not everyone wants, you know, I've got one downstairs with it, you know, that he's got the head. <laughs> They're cutting their head off and yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah, well, I saw that there actually. Yeah. Oh no, I've got another one downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> this man, this man listening to this. Yeah, a famous one where she's taking the guy's head off. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> not everyone wants them in their houses, you know, that sort of thing. You know, we used to have it in the bedroom, and my missus, you know, didn't want it in there. You know? <laughs> but um, no, so what happened was um, I, they, they like Lowry's. So I do a lot of Lowry's. Um, there's one there. Um, well, he done some small ones as well, didn't he? Yeah, well, I do. That's, that's a little Lowry there. And what's that? That's like 50 by 70, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. There's another one there. Um, nice. Yeah, because he'd done some even smaller ones than that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't it's know like what a couple of three figures in. Yeah, there's there's three little um, the things. But um, no, these type ones here. Oh, that's <coughs> the ones, yeah, like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, those are, you know, these are just, I did these just because I like these little faces. But, um, yeah, brilliant. But people, they're not the best sellers. They like those little ones with the dogs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, um, no, they, they sell them, you know, and uh, they sell loads of them, so many. Um, so they keep getting me to do them all the time, um, which is great. You know, I don't mind, you know. But um, I prefer um, stuff like this. Um, uh, John William Waterhouse. Yeah. Uh, there's Mo Digliani there. Oh, Mo Digliani. I've seen a few of you, Mo Digliani. beautiful. I love him. Do you know yeah. what? Yeah. There's so much character in them paintings, isn't there? There's, there's a screen behind there. Look. <laughs> That's one of the most stolen paintings, isn't it? The screen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two of them. <laughs> yeah. What, just in case someone steals one? Yeah. <laughs> well, we used that on the poster actually for the exhibition. Said uh, we put your you will, and then the picture if you miss this exhibition. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see. Um, yeah, when you turn your camera around and there's all these masterpieces there. I mean, having a Da Vinci sitting behind you throws you a bit. <laughs> well, I've got. Um, Oh, do you know what? There's more. I've got a basement downstairs. There's stuff downstairs. I've got um, stuff on the easel downstairs. I'm just doing one. Excellent. A big lavatory, actually. Um, I've got that. Uh, the soutine, the little um, Coco yeah. Chanel one that's downstairs, Brian. And as your missus having them around the house with every corner she turns, or oh, she oh, got she used like, to it now. Yeah, well, she likes them sold. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, she does. I say, you know, I, I really like that. Nope, nope, we're not keeping it. It's got to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't care how many vacant nails are on the wall. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The only one she likes is, um, you know, the Caravaggio bowl of fruit. Yeah, 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 I see that. Yeah, well, she, what happened was that that frame's um, a proper Venetian frame. It's probably worth about 1,500 quid to two grand. It's a carved wood frame. Well, I sent her down to my mate's antique shop um, in Hove to buy it because he gets me all, all the old frames. And uh, she said, oh, there's, there's a nice frame in there with a mirror in it. So she sent me a photograph on the phone. I went, how much is it? She said, 125 quid. So get the heck. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought that and then I put the Caravaggio, I painted the Caravaggio on a panel to fit in there, you know. Yeah, nice. She likes that, she wants to keep that one. But uh, I'm sure oh, someone she... offered me some money. She'd say, no, no, we need to. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've got, I mean, I've got, as you said, though, you're a prolific painter. What do you do to relax? I paint. <laughs> yeah, a few people have said that same thing. Yeah, well, do you know what? I don't know how you feel with your art, but 
when um, when I've got something on my mind, I'll go down there and I'll plod away at my canvas, you know, whatever I'm doing. I, and it sort of brings, you know, brings you to a lower place yeah, where you're yeah. sort of more relaxed, you know. And if I'm happy, I'll go and start painting, you know. So for me, you know, for me, it's good. There's my little dog coming in. Go ahead, baby. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's what I like doing, you know. And funny, I think it is all consuming. Um, I think if you've got that in you, yeah. you know, um, yeah, if, I, if I'm not um, painting, I'll be reading a book, an art book. Yeah. Um, and my missus, <laughs> I've got all, everything taped, all the art programs, you know, and there's, I'll check, you know, different channels and um, Sky Arts and everything. If there's any good art, you know, I'll tape it. And so, you know, I watch art programs. So basically all I do ever do is just soak myself in, yeah. in the arts, you know, and uh, really I don't, I haven't got any hobbies as such, you know. But you know, there's a fallacy that um, you can't copy anything unless it's 70 years old, the copyrights off, all that. Lot. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was wrong, you know, because you can copy what you like. What the law is, is if you try and pass that off, because I've had the, um, see the Basquiat um, Foundation, I've yeah. had letters from them saying, don't do any more Basquiat's, you know, you'll be thinking, but I'm not selling them as Basquiat's. So there's nothing they can do no. apart from send you the threatening letter. Yeah. I had the Bacon um, Foundation because I was doing Big Francis Bacons. Yeah, they're quite protective over them, aren't they? They really are, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did one day. <laughs> it was a bit funny. And it's not, you know, it's not, I haven't done it wrong. <laughs> I, I bought this canvas at uh, Lewis Auction. It was a big five or six foot canvas and it had some sort of figure on there. It was like an abstract type of thing. So I was looking at it and I thought, and it was a 60s canvas. Yeah. So I thought, Do you know what? It could be two figures. So I, I put a bit of paint on it. It looked like two figures, two naked figures fighting, like one of his subjects. Like yeah, rest yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest one of his it. subjects that he'd do. I didn't mention Francis Bacon. It says, turn, it looks a bit like a Francis Bacon, like two figures entwined. So on the back, I put, um, I just put care of, um, I can't remember his boyfriend's name from the 60s. Something lacy, you know. <laughs> And I put it on eBay. <laughs> and he went, he went mad. Honestly, he just went, it went through the roof. I mean, you can't believe how much it made, you know. Yeah. I never mentioned Francis, you know. Well, they, when when the um his sketches and that come about, because he was he was said not to have done sketches, wasn't he? And yeah. In about 97, 90, no, 98. Yeah. 97, 98, they found a, a supposedly found in a skip. Yeah, um, a load of these sketches that Francis Bacon had done. He'd painted over um, yeah. like newspaper and magazine articles, you know. Yeah, over the figures. Um, it was they was afraid then that that was going to open the floodgates for anyone to anyone to do it. Yeah, knew his style to put it over an old newspaper, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he also used to paint on the back of the paintings, didn't he? Oh, he I don't know. Yeah, what oh, you oh, to, on the back of the canvas. Yeah, on the back of the canvas. Yeah, yeah. used to turn turn them round. Yeah, and then they used to like paint on the unprimed side. Yeah, that's it. You know? Have you ever <laughs> had any interactions from artists that you've copied their work? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened one day. Um, I like uh, Ruskin Spear. You know, Walter Sicker, that sort of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ruskin Spear, I liked his work. Same way, so I knocked out a couple of Ruskin Spears one day. I put them on the eBay. And they're going for like a grand, two grand, you know, that sort of money. And anyway, I've got a fucking nasty thing from his son. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name. Um, he was in the, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, I can't remember his name. But he said, uh, he sent me a, an email on eBay. He said, uh, can you stop doing my father's work? <laughs> so anyway, I said, well, you could be anyone, you know, because yeah. you, know, you get that all the time, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it turned out he was the son and he hounded me for ages anyway. But, uh, so I stopped doing Ruskin Spear. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but there was another one, Simeon Stafford. You know, he's, um, he lives down in uh, Cornwall, I think. But he's got this sort of, he's got like a colourful Lowry style. Anyway, I used to do his work and I was getting, you know, 500 quids and things. I thought, oh, this is, you know, nice, easy styles, you know. Um, Anyway, so he wrote me, he said, can you stop doing my work? He said, yeah. <laughs> he's really nice about it, you know, so it's all right. And so I thought, 
well, I had a really good revenue stream doing them, you know, because I was selling quite a few. So I thought, what can I do? This was back in my uh, eBay days. But what can I do? So I started um, doing the same style, um, but I, I signed it Beach Hut Henry. Since <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sold about, I don't know, 100, between 100 and 150 Beach Hut Henry paintings in yeah. this style. And when I stopped, because I, you know, I got a little bit bored of doing it, I had people writing to me, oh, if you see Henry, because I said, he lived in a beach up down the road here. <laughs> Can you, uh... so I'd knock a few off and then send them to them, send me some money. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So anyway, that was quite funny. <laughs> well, Dave, if there was you and five other artists, past and present, yeah. what would your ideal group show be? Well, I, well, I don't want to be outshine. outshine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably pick some second rate ones. <laughs> um, well, I'd pick Caravaggio, obviously. Yeah, he's my hero, Caravaggio. Um, who else would I pick? There's so many. I love Rubens. I love, you know, I like, I tend to be drawn to the old masters. Um, I like Sickert, Walter Sickert. Yeah. I'm just reading a book about him at the moment, um, or listen to one, you know, the audio ones. Oh, Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, maybe Lowry, get his take on, you know. <laughs> Get his take on my paintings, <laughs> but he might, he might not be very happy. <laughs> you said you said earlier at the start of this, it might have even been before we press record, that yeah. you, you now paint Lowry's out of your head. Are yeah. there copies out of your head, or are they? Are you painting a new picture in his style? I'll tell you what you get because remember, I've done I've done so many Lowry's. I've, you know, I've done loads and loads, thousands. Um, what happens, I'll walk along the road sometimes and you'll see someone with a funny walk or yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a Lowry type person, you know, Lowry has things. So what I'll try and do is I'll try and get a thing of it in my mind, you know, like a snapshot. Yeah. I'll come back and use that. And the other day I, we were up in the, um, up the fields walking the dogs. And there's this funny guy we see with a dog and uh, he's an old fellow with a red face and, you know, um, I think he's a bit of a drinker and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he's very smart and everything. So anyway, I was looking at him, you know, just the way I caught him, you know, one day and I was, oh, do you know what? I came back and I put him in a little Lowry with his dog looking at him. And um, I put it, well, I gave it to the galleries. They sold it straight away. So, Brilliant. you know, it's completely original Lowry, yeah. just done in his style, you know. And do you still call them after Lowry or do you just let the visual speak for itself? I do call them <clears throat> after Lowry just because um, I sign them unless Lowry. Yeah. I was thinking of changing my name at one point. Then <laughs> <laughs> I, I can sign it legally, you know, but um, yeah. I was going to call myself, you know, uh, Lawrence Stephen Lowry. At the moment, I'm looking at doing um, Roy Lichtenstein. Nice. I've just been working, I've been experimenting how he's done all the dots and stuff. I've got the uh, little uh, stencil with all the holes and different, cu different sizes and stuff. So I'm able to look at him just for a client. Um, but... Uh, I did think, you know, you do these, you know, people want these paintings, but they're, and also they're big. Because you see these paintings that make 5 million, 10 million, 50 million. A lot of them are big. You know, they want big, impressive pieces. Yeah. You what know? would you like to do if you weren't an artist? Uh, I like antiques. So I'd probably, but then I, I like the art. Because yeah. before, before I was painting and stuff like that, I used to buy and sell art. Just because I liked it, I was always drawn to it, but I didn't know. So, you know, I used to do stuff for my dad, and he never used to pay me. So that was basically, I'm, you know, I'm, you never yeah. connected, do you? You don't yeah. think, oh, this could be a living, you know. But uh, it's so funny now, you know, the position in now, you know, I've, just this week I've got two big commissions. I've just finished doing a commission for someone, which is a big one. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we're, we're just, you know, it's flying. And you think, you know, they're paying me to do this. This yeah. stuff. I can't believe it. You know, I have to pinch myself, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, if that, that, that's your job, why why stop and try something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. If it's working, it's working, isn't it? Well, when I talk to Billy, because we, we have conversations most days, you know, he's the same, he's 71, Billy, and he's the same as me, and he, he just can't help it. He has to paint, you know. That's yeah, what Mumford. Mumford, yeah, Billy yeah. Mumford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know him, do you? No, 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 I know of him only because I know, I've heard of you and I've heard oh, of him and I've heard of you two together. So, 
because he was in prison a little while ago, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What did he get? He got a two, didn't he? Two or two and a half, yeah. yeah. You know, he went to his. He lives in Littlehampton, and he went to his local prison, Ford. Yeah. After a few weeks in Wandsworth, and uh, you know, he's an old Jewish fellow, and he said, you know. He told the woman he couldn't, the governor, he said, oh, I can't walk straight because I've got a bit, you know, so they gave him a job picking up litter. <laughs> he said he had the same, the same bag of litter, you know, all through his head. <laughs> but anyway, he got out and he had an exhibition in Arundel and it's called Billy Mumford Going Straight. Nice. And, uh, anyway, guess who came to the exhibitions? One of the guests, Go the on. governor of um, Ford. Brilliant. And then Billy's all standing up with his... <laughs> It's a miracle. So yeah, he's a good character. You know, he's um, he's you know, it's just an old art forger. You can't help it. Yeah. We're actually thinking about doing a book, which you know might come in handy with you. You know, um, we're doing thinking about doing a book on art forgery, but um, like a like a how to do it. So basically, like a like an easy sort of thing. It's going to love you, isn't it? Well, do you know what? That is the thing. We're going to put a chapter in there. As long as you do it this way, you're you're not breaking the law. Do you know what? <clears throat> I'll tell you a little story. I know I don't know if you've got much time, but uh, got all I, the time you want. I was in I was in Wales. Um, I think it was last year or the year before. And one of the artists I like doing, I like, was Kiffin Williams. Um, he's a Welsh artist. Mm. So anyway, so we went up and I wanted to see his house and stuff. He's dead now, you know. We went up to stay in Anglesey for a week, me and the missus, and um, we went to, he's got a museum there um, in the Anglesey, and it's got all his old paint, and it's got his paint tubes, and all the paint, you know, the maker paints he used, and all sorts of stuff like that. And I thought, oh, fucking hell, you know. So anyway, while I was there, some of the views that he painted, you could see. So I knocked a quick Kiffin, Kiffin Williams out, brought it back, and I gave it to my mate. Well, no, my mate come round, that was it. A mate of mine, and he's an electrician. Anyway, I, my missus went out, and we we I stuck it in the oven. Uh, um, I think it was eighty. It was only a little little thing, like that, like that big. I stuck it in the oven about eighty for, a, I think about an hour or something like that. Anyway, it dry, stunk, you know, but it dried. So we had the was it oils, the oils, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, we let it, you know, air in for a couple of weeks, anyway, and I gave it to him in the end. He done something for me. Oh, we done the lights down at the bottom of the garden. So I gave him the paint. Anyway, he took it along to the auction, the local auction. He walked it in there. He went, um, I've got this paint. Is it worth anything? And, and he went, yeah, it's Kiffin Williams. It's worth about 10 grand. <laughs> anyway, he said, he found me out. He said, I'll put that paint in the auction. I'll, you know, I'll, put it on my, I'll put it on my Instagram. He said, no, take it off. <laughs> I'll get a niche, you know. <laughs> Superb. But that's the same auction. I don't know if you saw that... Um, my missus hates me talking about it. That little Picasso turned up. I, I don't know, but please uh, tell us. Well, it's the same auction that um, I gave a Picasso. I done this little Picasso, and I gave it to my mate, and it wasn't even a good one. It was just I was only looking at it. And sometimes you just you must know you just throw the paint on there, you get an idea, and you think yeah it'll work. And sometimes it doesn't work. It just wasn't one of them. So I gave it to my mate. I don't know what happened, but anyway, it ended up in a car boot sale, apparently, and then. It got to the, went to the auction and they it was on the news and all this stuff. They said um, this Picasso has been found, and what I did on the back, Picasso's mate was Roland Penrose, and okay. he lived in Chiddingly just down the road. So I put a little pencil thing. I put uh, to Roland, lots of love. Yes, yeah. If I could turn out of the auction, they said this painting is worth a million pound. It was three miles from my house. This auction. Oh, anyway, so um. My mate from the Telegraph, he phoned me up and he said, Dave, he said, is that one of yours? I said, I don't know, I ain't seen it yet. So he said, I looked, I looked at it, I know it's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and said, you know, well, Ford does this painting, you know, came on the phone, this, this auction guy, you know. Anyway, they were really, really aggressive. They were yeah. you know, saying, he's a criminal, you, who would believe him? And all this stuff. Oh, fucking hell, painting, you can see it's a crap painting. It's not even a good one. You know? <laughs> Anyway, then, so anyway, the, the papers got on it and there was a slanging match between the pair of us. And uh, they said they had offers from Australia and all the, you know, different people. Yeah. Million pound they were telling. <laughs> anyway, they, one of the papers come down, the Daily Star, I think it was. And uh, they said, they found me out, they said, would you be willing to do an interview? I went, yeah. They said, can you paint the Picasso in front of us? I said, yeah, in Excellent. about 20 minutes. 
So they came down and they had the woman dressed up there with the, you know, the interview with yeah, the yeah. and stuff. And I showed her how to paint the Picasso. I just did one in 20 minutes. They had it on the... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, it was really funny. It was, they were, they were fuming, they were. Because <laughs> they were got a um, quarter of a million pound um, commission. But uh, if, I if, if it weren't a good one and, st and it's still passing them, it's a, a bit of a, a knock to them, isn't it, you know? Ah, they were useless. They didn't even do their due diligence, you know. Um, the thing was, it, it wouldn't have gone any further than them. Yeah. So someone would have got, got stuck, you know. Well, I don't know how it works, Dave, but what would have happened if they would have sold that for half a million pounds what, and then it come about? Are they liable for it for all things? I'll tell you what would have happened. happened. They, were, they were a two-bob auction. What would have happened? They would have folded. They would have just gone bankrupt and, and fucked off with the money. Funny enough, I did um, I did a film with um, Vice a little while ago. Oh yeah, it, has, it hasn't come out yet. It's all about art forgery, money laundering, the whole nine yards. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was a It's a series. Uh, Billy's on there as well. Uh, me and Billy. We had, we had to um, we had to stand outside Ford Prison. And uh, they wanted to show us down, you know, at Ford Market where we buy the old canvases and old yeah. boards and uh, frames. So we, we were doing that. <clears throat> and they said, oh, can we go and stand outside Ford Prison? We're doing an interview with you, Billy, there, you know. So we, so we were standing outside Ford Prison. As we were doing the interview, people were going by, wankers! About three or four times it happened, you know. Um, anyway, we did a thing with them. And... Um, it's not out yet, but it's a series. I don't know what it's called, but you know the you know this painting that the Leonardo. Yeah. Well, that I don't know if you know the story of that. That sold for four hundred and fifty million. But what happened? Some guys found it, and um, this this uh, Russian guy. I forget his name. No, he's not Russian. Yves Bouvier. Well, he was the middleman. He went and looked at it, and he used to sell it to a Russian guy. Um, so he sold it to the Russian guy. He took his commission, plus he put another, I think it was 50 million on. And anyway, so the Russian guy sued him, even though he sold it at 450 million. But this Yves Bouvier, he's, um, there's been a big thing at Sotheby's where these um, paintings have gone through, these old masters, and they've all turned out to be fake. Oh. And they've all been connected to Yves Bouvier. Anyway, they were going to um, interview him. That's why they wanted me, because of the, I've done the painting. Yeah. Anyway, they went and um, they interviewed him. I think they were going to interview him on his yacht or his plane because he's, he's, you know, 100 million strong. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, and part, another part of the series, the FBI are on there. Um, the whole, it's real in-depth yeah. thing about art forgery, but not only that, the money laundering side of it, where you use art for, you know, in these, um, what they're called, free ports. Yeah, so, yeah. So me and you are doing, we're, my, we're billionaires, we're doing a deal. And I'll say to you, right, you know, I'm going to give you 10 million. I'll put a painting over to your, to your locker. There's no transactions. There's no, um, you know, thing on the internet. There's no money changed hands, you know. Um, so there's no tax and all this lot. And they were, you know, it's, it's all about that type of stuff. And plus the forgeries, you know. Um, so that should be coming out soon. That'd be quite fun, you know. When's it out, do you know? I don't. Um, it was just before Christmas I was doing it. Um, just, it was the... Just after the first lockdown, so yeah. you know, I was talking about doing a book, Billy and me, doing a, the Art Forger's Handbook, basically. It's a well, how to do it. Well, do you know, the funny thing is, there's an easy way, there's loads of easy ways of doing it, but you don't have to be a great talent. You know, to, you don't have to be able to draw like Michelangelo. Yeah. You know, you, you set your cap to what you're good at. So if you're good at abstracts, like Billy loves abstracts. I find them difficult, but he likes all that side of it. His paintings were going to make it 80 grands and um, all this sort of stuff. They were the front page of the Bonhams and all this lot. They were called the Cobra School. You know, Billy had done his research. Yeah. And uh, the only reason it came on top was um, a couple of these artists, they were really rare to find their work. And then every week, <laughs> more of them kept turning up. <laughs> so in the end, the expert said, uh, what's the hell's going on here? Because... You know, we don't see one for 10 years and all of a sudden Kenna turned up, you know. And they, so they got on it and they traced it back to Billy. And, and they uh, was painted on Hobbycraft own uh, brand canvases. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Billy, Billy's very good like that. He, um, he haunts the, uh, the car boot sales and the, um, yeah. you know, the markets and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. he'll only buy it. It's like I do. 
if I'm going to do a proper fake, I'll paint on an old canvas. Yeah. It's no good putting all that work in. And then you first thing you do is you turn it around. You know, it's a new canvas. It's, that's not right. You yeah, know, then that's blown the illusion, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you need, you need to completely, uh, you know. And do you miss it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you desperately? But it, well, they've done. When I was away, they've done this um, sort of like a little poll yeah. about why people get into crime. Yeah. And yeah. first is money. Yeah. Second was the thrill. The thrill, yeah, exactly. That's it's the adrenaline. And it is. I, I, I've been straight pretty much since I went away, you know. Yeah. But I've I've now got wife, two kids. Yeah. I'm an artist. I don't do anything dodgy. I've got no yeah, no dry, criminal no. friends. You know, all my friends are artists. Yeah. Dave, what have you got coming up? I know it's a bit um, a precarious moment at the at present, but have you got anything in the pipeline? Yeah, I'll tell you what we're doing. I've got um, well, not nothing much of the galleries because they're all closed. You know, yeah. have they not got an online presence? They have, but it's they're not doing a lot on the online. You know, and they don't dedicate. They're not. I'm not their only artist. Yeah. So you have to make your own. Yeah. But we get. We just got in um, the two commissions today. Was a commission for two paintings, and I had one in a couple of days ago. I think um, for two baskets as well. They're all good money, you know, like quite a few thousand. Um, I've just done that one. That was a lot of money as well. That um, the big basket, the uh, the skull, that one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I did That's that. That's probably his best known, isn't it? That's the one that made 110 million. But um, yeah. that one there is going to Marbella. And you're selling it for half of that. Yeah. A tenth would be all right. <laughs> but that's going to Marbella. But he's just offered me. Um, a, a gallery out in my own gallery out in uh, Marbella. Nice. Yeah, so we're supposed to be going over there, but obviously we all got a lockdown now. This is uh, just before Christmas. Uh, a really nice fella. But anyway, so um, do we see? You know, we don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Where can people see your work, Dave, online or social media? Social media. I've got um, David NTR Instagram. Online, I've got David NTR um, website. And in galleries, there's quite a few galleries that got my, carry my work now. Uh, but Cloud Gallery are the ones that um, distribute my work, basically, yeah. um, around the country. And they're in Brighton, Chichester, Manchester. Yeah, <laughs> is where I got all my books. And Oh, wow. Oh, there's that Caravaggio. Nice. Not, yeah. Not doing shit. But here's the old canvases I buy. Nice, like yeah. Superb. So, so just you know, put something on there. But uh, what I wanted to do, oh, there's the Rolling Stones. Oh, nice. I've done, done a collaboration with Ronnie Wood the other year. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Bloody hell. No, I like old Ronnie. <laughs> right, Dave, I'm going to get right, away. Dave, I fucking loved it. I'll, um, yeah, we'll definitely meet up after all this madness is over and done with. Yeah, come down for come down for Dale's. You know, I'd you'll love, love it, don't you? Dave, all, all right, the best. Gary. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, mate, it's been I'll a pleasure. See you later on. <laughs> How about that, David Henty? A great insight into the workings of two great copyists. An honest one, and one a little less so. But either way, fascinating story, right? I think it's a pretty good job that mine and David's paths never crossed before today. But as you could hear on this podcast, David and I got on like an house on fire and we've spoke a lot since. And we will definitely be doing a few projects together in the future. Bonafide, of course. And who knows, one day we may even get Billy the Brush on here as well. And if not, I'll just get someone to come on and pretend to be him. See how he likes it. Anyway, that's it for this week. But like I say every week, on whichever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment. If you could, that really would help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. If you want to give a bit of support over on our socials, that is Ministry of Arts Org, or my own personal one, at Mizog Art, and that is across all the socials. Either way, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.